Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesolitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited! He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette Sports. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do so It's a good show today, right? A lot of stuff, a lot of fallout from the weekend. We're going to talk about that. Also, I got tickets. Where are they at? Here we go. Purdue football, Illinois, Cannon, on the line. You want to go? Of course you do. Here's what I got for you. Just text the keyword Cannon to 765-447-4080. That's the Blue Foxy and Cooling Hammerhead text line, all right? Text Cannon to 765-447-4080. And uh, I'll get you uh, a chance to win those tickets. We'll do that by the end of the show. I promise you that's how we roll. Text Cannon for your chance to win those tickets to 765-447-4080. Super duper simple. If you want to win tickets, Purdue, Illinois football, let's go. We got you covered. All right, let's get started uh, like we always like to do around these parts right here. It is time for the Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. All right, uh, Cubs got themselves a sweep of the Rockies. That couldn't have come at a better time. They're losing, what, like, was it like six or seven? They lost in a row. That wasn't great. Uh, instead, uh, the Cubs sweep the Rockies yesterday. 4-3 win. Wisdom with his 22nd homer of the season. Seiya Suzuki goes 2-3 for three with two runs. Ian Gomes, two ribbies. Wicks will get the W. Six innings, four hits, three earned runs, three strikeouts. Cubs have got the night off tonight. Six games remaining. They're all on the road. They're going to start a series in Atlanta tomorrow night. It's uh, Justin Steele on the mound versus Elder. Now, this is where things sit in the terms of the playoff race for the Cubs. Brewers clinch the Central. That's done. Cubs sit in the sixth seed right now. That's the last one. They're a half a game behind the Diamondbacks for the five seed. They remain a game up on Miami. And two and a half up on Cincinnati. Giants and Padres essentially done their five back. Let's not talk about that. You're not going to catch Philly. They're five over you. We're not going to talk about that. Five or six spot or not the playoffs. That's what you got. Now, Diamondbacks are taking on the Yankees as we speak. They've blown a 2 nothing lead. That's tied at two all at the end of the sixth inning. So... Again, Diamondbacks as of right now are a half game up. 
This game will put them even with Chicago, so they'll either be even with Chicago or game up after this one. Coming up tomorrow. They're the only playoff contenders uh, in this scenario that matter that uh, that are playing today. Cubs in Atlanta tomorrow. Cincinnati is in Cleveland. Miami is in New York facing the Mets. And the Diamondbacks are going to head to the south side and take on the White Sox. Pretty Volleyball sweeps Rutgers yesterday 3-0. That's after a uh, 3-1 victory earlier in the week against Maryland. Let's go. Dave Shadnell and company have a big one Friday night, though. Holy smokes. Uh, They have got number two Nebraska coming into town. That's not going to be easy. That match, of course, is sold out. I believe it's also on the Big Ten Network. I forgot to write it down, but something tells me a match of that magnitude. Yeah, probably on the Big Ten Network. All right, let's take a look at uh, golf. Boilermaker women competing in the Schooner Fall Classic. It uh, it has not gone as well as they would like. Wake Force is absolutely dominating this thing. But Purdue wraps up the day three under. They're currently tied with Houston for third. Houston is uh, on 14 through 17. So right now, that's the only threat to your medal right there is Houston outpacing you on these last few holes. The two leaders are through 10 and 14. Virginia Tech is like three strokes above them, so I guess it's feasible they could fall down as well. Uh, but that's where Purdue sits overall as a team, tied for third in the Schooner Fall Class. Of course, they won their first two events. Hey, uh, another th- a third place wouldn't be too bad. Individually, uh, your little boiler, Ashley Kozlowski, she uh, shoots two under on the day, 66. Uh, two under total, sorry. She was four under day, two under 60. Or, uh, four under 66 for the day. She's two under for the tournament, bam. Uh, Ken Bunabadi is at one under, as well as Jocelyn Brutch. Uh, they were tied for 14th, so uh, not a bad showing there out of the women's squad. Meanwhile, the men are up north in Chicago, and they are playing at uh, Sunset Ridge. And they lead that event, the Winden Memorial, after day one. Uh, well, they're still on the course. They're wrapping up right now, but uh, they're... Outpaced Northwestern. They were tied about an hour ago, but they outpaced Northwestern now. 15 under. That's a two-stroke lead over the Wildcats, who are the host here. Uh, Indiana at fourth at seven under. Other Big Ten teams include Minnesota, who's back in ninth at two under. Notre Dame's at two under as well. Wisconsin uh, at one over. Michigan State at four over. So some uh, Big Ten names in there. Herman Secchi leads the field. He's overtaken Drew uh, Salyers uh, from Indiana. He now leads seven under for the day, 64, although uh, Salyers from IU is still out and uh, has two more holes left to play. Uh, Nell Sertani coming in at sixth. Uh, he shot a, another 68, uh, or shot a 68 today. They still got another round to play tomorrow. Uh, so Purdue with uh, three players in the top six after the first day, which is uh, not too bad. Uh, the Colts go ahead and pull off the upset on the road yesterday at Baltimore, 22 to 19. 
Just Tucker missed a field goal at the end of regulation to send it to OT. Matt Gay hit his fourth field goal from over 50 yards in overtime, and that got the win. Gardner Minshew stepped up for Anthony Richardson out with a concussion. 27-44, 227 NATD. Zach Moss, 30 carries, 122 yards. Colts will host the Rams on Sunday as one-point favorites. Bears look bad again. As they lost to uh, the Chiefs, as Taylor Swift looked on, 41-10. Mahomes was pulled after the third. He went uh, 24 for 33, 272 and three touchdowns. Justin Fields, 11 for 22, 99 yards and a touchdown with an INT. He added 47 yards of rushing. DJ Moore caught a late TD. Broncos come home or come on out to Soldier Field on Sunday. Denver's actually a three and a half point favorite right now. And they just gave up 70 points to the Dolphins over the weekend. How are you going to do that? Speaking of those Dolphins, uh, former Purdue running back Raheem Mostert had three rushing touchdowns and 82 yards on the ground to go with seven catches for 60 yards and an additional TD through the air. Not to be outdone, Rondell Moore took a carry for 45 yards to the house against the Cowboys. Derek Barnes also picked up his uh, first sack for the Lions as well this season. Girls High School uh, soccer draw sectional. It's McCutcheon getting Kokomo in the semifinals, while Harrison's going to take on Jeff in the first round. Winner of that matchup gets Logansport in the semis. No luck for West Lafayette either. They also get to play the extra game in their sectional, taking on Twin Lakes. Winner will get Rensselaer Central. And in 1A, uh, CC will draw Benton Central, while Faith gets the auto semifinals draw, taking on Covington, and there you go. That would be today's Need to Know News for this Monday, the 25th. All right. Back at it, our friends over at DraftKings. Boy, thank you uh, to Gardner Minshew. Like we gave that one out there. Boom, that prop hit, no problem. I told you. Told you we got to watch out for the Colts. Eight points was a gift. An absolute gift. What do we got tonight? You know, friends over DraftKings are going to go ahead and give you that uh, 50% boost to use on whatever you like. I'm a little bit torn here, right? First off, do not underestimate these Buccaneers, I think. Five and a half, that's the spread. They're at home, home dogs. The trends do not look good for them, though. I'm going to give you the one trend that absolutely scares the heck out of me here. The Eagles have won their last 10 games as road favorites. Doesn't mean they're going to cover. But I think there's a couple of trends here you should know in that uh, first game at 715. Uh, Chris Godwin is over five and a half receptions. That's in plus money. He has done that 13 of his last 14 home games. Jalen Hurts has scored at least one touchdown in four of his last five games. Mike Evans has scored at least one touchdown in each of his last three games. Regular season games, sorry. He's also got a reception. I like this right here. This is a good stat. Mike Evans has recorded six or more receptions in each of his last four games. His over-under today is at four and a half. I like that. Probably my favorite touchdown score ends up being Devontae Smith. I don't, he's hot right now. 
He scored in three of the Eagles' last four road games. But yeah, no, it's really hard to take. As much as I fear Tampa Bay here in this matchup for the Eagles, the Eagles, again, have won their last 10 road games as favorites. And the Buccaneers have failed to cover the spread in five of their last six Monday night games. Dang. That's tough there. I'm looking at Eagles passing props in this. To be honest with you, we're dealing with two of the bottom-ranked passing defenses. Both of these, look, it's so weird because the Eagles' pass defense is ranked 30th. The Bucks' passing defense is 23rd. So we're dealing with two bottom teams here. They're both very good. Like, Eagles are a great rushing team. The Buccaneers rank fourth on rushing defense. Eagles rushing defense is the tops of the league. It's just, I honestly think we air it out a lot tonight. And if we're going to air it out that much, we're looking at passing props, and we're very much putting uh, the over in play at 44-and-a-half. These are traditionally two good uh, um, scoring defenses this season. But I can't help but wonder if this game doesn't go to the air a bunch, extra possessions. DraftKings also has a boost here. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Mike Evans all record 30-plus receiving yards boost to the plus 150. Look, that sounds like a slam dunk. But as a fantasy owner of A.J. Brown, I can tell you that this does not make me feel like that is a slam dunk of a deal. He has not been, he has not been good through the first couple of weeks. He got 10 targets in the New England game, 79 yards. But uh, last week against Minnesota, 6 targets, only 4 catches, 29 yards. Maybe he's boys for a bounce back here on the road. But that's plus 150 ain't too bad. I don't like having three guys that low. I don't know. That's out there for you. The second game with the Bengals and Rams, like I just what can you do with Joe Burrow? I sat him in fantasy this week. I played Russell Wilson over Joe Burrow. And it's probably gonna turn out to be the right decision, even though. Russ got cooked. You don't know what's going on with that calf. He was supposed to be better going into week two, but then injured it during that game. And have Aaron Donald in his face. I don't know if I can be in on it. I just don't. That game makes me scared because there's just too many unknowns in it. I will tell you this, though, and this is dependent, I think, if Joe Burrow doesn't play, he maybe even he does play. The Rams have failed to cover the spread on the road against the AFC in their last nine. That is crazy. 
Rams with the uh, top five defense in uh, a passing defense. They're 20th in rushing. Uh, look, I don't care who's in there. I, I think they're, the Bengals are just handing the ball off. And they're a terrible rushing team. This offense is supposed to be on fire, and it is bad. And I can't imagine that Joe Burrow, with that ankle or with that uh, calf injury, is going to be able to grit this out and have some kind of three touchdown performance uh, against a good passing defense in the Rams. Too many unknowns in that one. I'd much rather go heavier on that first game. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we got more Hammer Down show on the way. We'll discuss uh, some of the stuff we need to discuss from the weekend here, including your Boilermakers. Don't forget, I do have tickets for you, Purdue football versus Illinois. This Saturday, text CANNON to 765-447-4080 at 765-447-4080. Text it in for your chance to win those. We're coming back with the Hammer Down Show next on 101. Back on the Hammer Down Show. If uh, you want to go see Purdue and Illinois football this Saturday... I do have tickets for you. Text the Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Text me Cannon to 765-447-4080. We'll draw out a winner at the end of the show. If you want to score them, that's how you do it. 765-447-4080. Just text the keyword Cannon, and uh, you'll be entered for your chance to win tomorrow. Boy, I got to give away. Uh, how about I, I? Maybe I didn't get the tickets for Friday night. For the Maryland game. But I definitely have Purdue Northwestern volleyball tickets for Sunday to give away tomorrow. Sold out all season long. I got you covered on this. All right. Uh, interesting NFL day. Uh, yesterday, the uh, Colts victorious, the Bears not. Shout out to all yins that complained you were tired of hearing about Dion. Uh, congratulations. No more having to hear about Dion. Now you have to hear about Taylor Swift and. Travis Kelsey, and uh, that didn't make that Bears game go down any easier for you Bears fans. Justin Fields just 50% completion percentage in that one, 11 for 22, 99 yards. It looked horrendous. That's not exactly an overpowering Chiefs secondary either. I mean, where do you start? My expectations were slightly higher, although maybe they shouldn't have been with all the drama happening at Hollis Hall this week. You gave up 41 points to what is uh, one of the better offenses in the NFL, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, all without your defensive coordinator for the second straight week. It's not like I thought the Bears were going to cover, but I thought they could at least compete. And they didn't do that. Second quarter, definitely doing them in. Giving up 27 points. I don't think there's any shame in losing to the Chiefs. Certainly not even if it's like a double digits. They're good. They're good. But for Pete's sakes, to not do anything until like five minutes left in the game... Get the DJ Moore touchdown? I'm sorry, you had the field goal before that. 
What do you? Uh, where do you go if you're the Chicago Bears? You're going home to take on a Denver team that just gave up 70 points, and you're an underdog in your own house. How? I mean, the reality of the situation here is if you're a Bears fan, you have a lousy 47 points through three games. Lowest in the NFC North. You've given up 106 points. Easily the highest in the North. I mean, throughout the NFC, 47 points. The only team scoring less than that are the New York Giants. The Las Vegas Raiders. The Titans and the Bengals. Who haven't played their third game tonight. Yet, so very easily could not end up in there. But still. Teams that have allowed more points than the Chicago Bears. There's one. And it's Denver. That's because 70 of those came in one game. I mean, the playoffs are, just roll them out of the playoffs. Now, that's not even being like a Debbie Downer about it. Just, there's no way. I mean, look at the position that you're in. The only way to get there is probably to win the NFC North, and you're already two games back there. Now, again, Buccaneers look better than they were supposed to be. The Chiefs are very good. The Packers, that's disappointing. But you look at what these next four games are, and this is going to tell you who is staying and who is going from this franchise. At home against the Broncos... At Washington to take on the Commanders. At home against the Vikings and at home against the Raiders. Four games to try to get yourself back into it. And four games against four teams where you should not be able to go into this and say, hey, you don't have a chance to win it. Maybe is that a little optimistic? Yes, but the Vikings don't look right. The Commanders look solid. But they got whooped up on badly by Buffalo. And their other two wins are Denver and Arizona. I don't know how much I'm buying into it. Raiders, you got to stop Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers. That That's it. Josh Jacobs can't get it going. Josh McDaniels is out here down eight kicking field goals for some odd reason, thinking it's still a two-score game. Do you see that in the post-presser? Yikes. You know, and then after that, I mean, look, Saints, Panthers, now we're into November. Really, now a stretch where you shouldn't be overpowered. 
You shouldn't have a ton of games here where you're like, crap, man, we're going to this one, we got no chance. No chance. I mean, you got four in a row there that you, you could do three and one there. If you want it. But boy, you got to figure this out. You just have to on both sides of the football. Because that was brutal. You could not go through that again. Colts, meanwhile, did exactly what I thought they would do. Go into Baltimore, give Baltimore all kinds of problems. The ultimate announcer jinx at the end of that game. My goodness, did you see Justin Tucker coming out? And it's supposed to be the field goal of, what was it, like 61 yards or something? Oh, he hits these all the time. He's the most accurate guy. Oh, he just he's made a career out of doing this. This shouldn't be a problem. He doesn't have to boot it too hard. And comes up short. Did the Colts probably get away with a face mask there at the end? Yes. Do I care? Absolutely not. At the end of the day, it's 22-19. to Gardner Minshew comes in. Hits his over like we told you he was going to. Matt Gay's the hero. Four field goals over 50 yards. In some rainy and somewhat slick conditions. And now Indianapolis, look out, runs the AFC South. No Anthony Richardson. They're going to get Jonathan Taylor back starting next week, theoretically. And he's eligible to come. Uh, no, he needs uh, one more week off. You had to miss the first four games. But you're turning that around here, too. I'm not going to blow the smoke here and say, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. But that was a sneaky, that's two sneaky road wins they probably shouldn't have gotten. Now they're going to host the Rams this week, and the, the they're, a, they're a slight home favorite against the Rams, which I'm a little bit surprised about. The Titans look very pedestrian. You got a chance to beat the Jaguars again, but you do have to go down in Jacksonville, and we all know how well that usually goes out for the Colts. The Browns are still a dumpster fire. The Saints at the Panthers. And you wonder at what point did they really cede control of the South? Back half's a little bit different. I, I don't know how the Bucks are going to continue to go, but they're hanging around. The Patriots are all right this year. They look solid. I'm sure the Bengals will have it figured out by December. Steelers. I don't know. Am I ready to drink the Kool-Aid a little bit? I mean, if Jacksonville's going to go out here and lose to to the Texans, and the Texans are going to kind of... You know, bang around here. I'm not worried about Tennessee. That's the one team I'm not worried about. I mean, could you could you possibly see the Colts winning this division? Maybe I do need to drink that Kool-Aid. Gardner Minshew, great filling in. I knew he would be great. I thought the accuracy would be a little bit higher, but again, cut him some slack. It was a very wet, very muddy kind of day there. Still, Heath running in some passes in that one that were like, whew, Alec Pierce, man, was just making some catches.
Pittman was great. That Colts defense came up with some timely plays. That might not be the world's best scoring defense. But boy, they came up with some plays when they had to have some plays. I was pretty impressed by the defense. We're going to take a break. Continue to text in Cannon for your chance to win those Purdue, Illinois tickets. 765-447-4080. Text Cannon to 765-447-4080. And uh, we'll get it done. All right, let's get you registered to win those tickets. Hang tight. We'll come back. We'll talk what happened on Friday night with those Boilermakers next on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. <laughs> Uh, Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. Still got your chance to win Purdue, Illinois football tickets. Text Purdue, or I'm sorry, text a Cannon to 765-447-4080. As your chance to win these Purdue, Illinois football tickets for Saturday. Uh, one of our winners from last week sent me a text, sent me a picture. Like, Great seats, had a lot of fun. I love it. Love hooking you guys up with these things. So if you want to go, again, text Cannon. The 765-447-4080. And uh, let's get this thing done for you, all right? And yeah, it was a... uh the butt kicking. For the Boilermakers. I mean, look, again, digging themselves in a hole early on. And then trying to dig out of it. Which is basically what you did against Syracuse as well, wasn't it? I, you know, go back to go back to Fresno State. That's a little bit different, at least. But the last two games, you have dug yourself into a hole that you are not capable of getting out of, apparently. Couple of things that start to really stick out in my mind now is one, Tyrone Tracy should be the featured back right now in that backfield. Eight carries, 84 yards. He's averaging seven yards per carry. I know we've got a limited amount. And he only averaged 3.8 against Syracuse. But I think for what this coaching staff seemingly wants to do, he just seems a little bit better suited for it. You know? And the the lack of the rushing game is, is really hurting the offense. Hudson Card got more carries than anybody else in this football game. It wasn't even close. Tracy got eight. Downing got six. Maccabee got four. Now, part of that is because you're down and you're chasing. But at the end of the day, man, he shouldn't be the guy running it that much. You know, solid outings out of Burks. Yassine was good again. Max Clare, a little held in check.
But another Maccabi fumble. Uh, it's it's Tyrone Tracy Jr. time. It just is, and, and I really love Devin Maccabi. I do. But right now, you kind of got to go with the hotter hand, and and that should be Tracy at the top of the list. And that's not how it looks on the depth chart this week. We are still doing the, you know, or thing at several spots. But I, I think for the time being, what has happened as of late, you just get the sense that Tyrone Tracy should be the guy at the top. And then it's Maccabee. Garrett Miller or Max Clare still. Uh, Gus Hartwig or Josh Kaltenberger. I mean, those are the ors going into this week. But I, I think it's I mean, you have to fix this rushing game some way, shape, or form. And I think after the last two weeks, you got to get Tyrone Tracy. you got to kick the tires on that. No surprise, Braylon Allen goes over 100 yards. It would not be a game against Wisconsin without having a Badger rusher over 100 yards. Tanner Mordecai, I don't understand this, man. That guy had like, what was it, like 13 yards was his over-under, and he goes for 44. 14 carries for 44 yards? This is a guy that carries the ball maybe five, seven times a game. Fourteen? Good Lord. He never went double digits in a single game last season. He did it once in 2021. Never did it when he was a quarterback in 2020 for four games where he appeared. I mean, it's it's insane how bad they've gotten at containing uh, the quarterback. It's frustrating. Third down efficiency and inability of that defense to get off the field, especially in third long. I need to take a look at that broken down uh, by yardage to go for the first. It's in there someplace in the Purdue stats, and I gotta go find it. But I told you I was worried about uh, the red zone efficiency. What Wisconsin had done. And they were just, they were good again. I tried to believe, I almost tried to will that thing at the end of the day. Maybe I should have maybe I should have been a little bit more reasonable on what to expect in that game. But I thought this is a different Wisconsin team. Plays differently, new coaching staff. Right, we're different. I need to go dig through. What were they in the red zone? That'd have been pretty good in the red zone, right? I mean, it was hard. Once I got to the fourth quarter, it was just, it was hard to go back and continue to watch that tape. There are some glaring issues. That secondary, 
you know, even when they do get the coverage, the quarterback somehow finds a way to wiggle loose. And if you can't contain Tanner Mordecai, then who are you going to contain? Well, it's bad. They can get better. But right now, do we... Are we playing to the strengths of our personnel in the secondary right now, or are we saying this is the way we play and you need to get around to it? I have those questions. I'd like to see Tyrone Tracy get his shot as the starter and the feature guy and a little bit of a commitment to him to see if that opens up the passing game a little bit more. You know, and, and defensively... I always like to see more blitzing. I just, I can't stand the pass rush that's just going to let a guy like that step up and go running. Just can't do it. Interesting that they're one-point favorites at home against Illinois, who I got zero respect for after watching them the last couple of weeks. I struggled with FAU, destroyed by Penn State. Beat up on at Kansas City. You barely beat Toledo. You'd like to think that your head coach has an intimate knowledge of what this team is and what they want to do to you and that you should be able to game plan for that. They allow 177 yards rushing. This should be a good game for you to get after the rush game to establish that, to loosen it up for the passers. Tyrone Tracy, I mean, this is the perfect spot to be able to take those things and execute this Saturday in Ross. If you want to see him come down there and do that, text Cannon to 765-447-4080. I'll get you your chance to win these tickets, Purdue and Illinois football, this Saturday at ross Aid Stadium. We're going to draw out a winner for that here coming up here in just a few minutes. And we'll wrap up the Hammer Down show next on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. Last chance to uh, get your chance to win Purdue, Illinois football tickets for me today. Uh, text Cannon to 765-447-4080. And uh, I'll get you your chance to win those tickets. All right, 765-447-4080. And uh, that'll get you your shot here to uh, win those tickets. By the way, Purdue Men's Golf did wrap up. Uh, that round one, 269, that is uh, four under for the day. That is 19 under, uh, or sorry, they're four under on because they just started that second round. So four under here, uh, they lead by five strokes over Northwestern. So let's go. And I totally X'd out the women's score. We were hoping for them to get that little podium finish there, top three again. That would be... Three top three finishes in the first uh, three matches for them this year. You know I love Coach Bird. And they did hold on. Houston fell out. Now, Florida State could technically still catch them. They're on 10 through 16, but they're already four over for the day. They'd have to make up seven strokes uh, over that. That might be a little bit too much. But it looks like for now... Uh, Purdue will be a top three team on uh, the women's side from the Schooner Ball Classic. Good for them. Bad for them. 
What of all the things you can complain about about Big Ten football uh, this weekend? And uh, look, there were an awful lot of things Big Ten fans were easily not happy about from the weekend. I mean, Iowa reverted to their uh, offensive identity of not scoring any points. If you're an Illinois fan, I'm sure you're not exactly happy about Florida Atlantic being within a touchdown of you. Nebraska went to half tied with Louisiana Tech. Indiana needed four overtimes to beat Mighty Akron. Oh, boy. But none might be more embarrassing than the overtime loss that Minnesota took by giving up 21 points in the fourth quarter to force overtime. Not to mention my favorite highlight of a uh, special teamer running all the way into the end zone, two yards deep to field the punt when it bounced, caught it in the end zone, and then goes, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Check the accounts. you got to be kidding me. Like, you know, the Purdue versus Wisconsin loss, yeah, that's stunk, but holy smokes. You did not blow a... 21-point lead in the fourth quarter to lose an overtime to Northwestern. So at least you got that going for you, Purdue fans. Don't you worry. And finally, I mentioned at the top of the show, but congratulations to all you people that said you were tired of hearing about Deion Sanders. Now we get Taylor Swift and Kelsey. Are, are you happy now? Are you happy? That gets to be the new obsession for a couple of weeks. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. I hope you guys are satisfied. We could have at least been talking about football coaches. Now we have to talk about Taylor Swift. Awesome. By the way, Keyshawn's on uh, Undisputed talking about how other schools helped Oregon game plan to beat Colorado. Or maybe Colorado either played very badly or perhaps losing one of their best players on defense contributed. Or, and here's another hot take, the teams that they have played were... Good. I mean, let's not forget, this is a team that last week narrowly defeated uh, Colorado State, a team that they were were three-touchdown favorite against, and at home. How's TCU doing these days, too? Maybe we jumped the gun a little bit on them as well. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. That's going to do it. Who cares if somebody helped them, too? That's going to do it. Hey, I'm going to go draw the winners for these uh, tickets, and I'll